Hi, my name is Mariana Smith, and I am the host of Wisdom for the Journey. I'm so glad you're here. On this podcast, we talk about having a good relationship with yourself and others, how to handle the difficult things life throws at you, and we share little bits of wisdom to help you throughout your own unique journey. The topic for today is toxic friends. Today I'm with Melissa Lynn Hunt. Melissa, could you take a moment to share a little bit about yourself, where you're from, your career, any other things that you would like to share? Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, thank you for having me on your podcast. This is such an honor. I've been so delighted um, thinking about coming on here and sharing all of my thoughts and wisdom with you guys. Um, As Mariana said, I am Melissa Lynn Hunt, and I am the founder and educator behind the Genuine Team. And we are a group of girls Together, we participate in life skills classes, we uh, participate in community service projects, and then we also do photo shoots together. And this is a program that I created to empower all of us girls out there to make us stronger and more confident, able to tackle everything life throws at us. And um, I am originally from Philadelphia, and I became a Southerner in, in um, high school. I moved to North Carolina, and currently I am married and have two boys that I'm raising in Concord, North Carolina. And um, yeah, I think I covered all your questions, I hope. I'm happy to be here. That's good. <laughs> Awesome. So first, we're going to go into our journeys with the topic. Um, Basically, the relationships that we've had with toxic friends and how they've affected us. So if you would like to go ahead, you may. Awesome. So friendships are such a journey. And when I look back at all of the friendships I've had, I've been blessed with some amazing ones, some life-fulfilling, faith fulfilling friendships. I really have been very lucky. Um, But every now and again, I have come across a very toxic friendship. And one in particular that I want to speak about today, um, I think is important to share because it was a friendship that um, I was, I was really, really close to this person. And this one was hard to distance myself from, but I did the best I could to, I guess, break apart without hurting her feelings, without damaging my own mental health. Um, And like, even today, if we were to see each other, it wouldn't be that big of an issue. Um, You know, there was, there was no drama or anything like that. And so let me dive into a little bit about that friendship. So we have we had known each other for many years, and um, this was mainly my adult life. Um, so I was already out of college, and we um, we hung out often. Um, we had a mutual good group of girlfriends. We would do lots of things together. We would celebrate holidays together. We'd go on trips together, and. Um, particularly with her, she was um, kind of hateful um, in the way she would speak to me, um, even the way she would speak about herself. And, you know, for several years, 
I just kind of let it roll off. You know, I would try to offer advice. I would speak kindly to her, um, try to be a support system for her, be a good friend. Um, but it was very clear that I wouldn't be equipped to help her with the struggles that she had and nor would really any friend be able to because she was really struggling. Um, well, the toxic things she would say were really starting to affect me and um, I was beginning to build resentment towards her and because I had the ability to recognize that she had deeper things going on and that I wouldn't be able to serve her. Um, I made the decision that instead of um, yelling at her, instead of um, hurting her feelings with, you know, my words and expressing um, my perspective on it, I decided to remain friends with her so that I could still be there if she ever needed me. But I would start backing myself out of the friendship. So I would make plans with her less. I would call her less. And so I would just slowly distance myself from her um, in a kind way so that, again, like I mentioned, I wouldn't be hurting her feelings and that I wouldn't sever our ties so that if she did need, need me, if she needed a, a friend, needed help, that I could be there for her. But, you know, her toxic words and her behavior was so draining on me um, and it was getting in the way of, you know, my daily life and my work and my family life and things like that. And so I had to think of the most mature way to kind of back out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, that's really hard. I've had experiences like that, experiences like that before, especially one um, where I had a friend and we have been friends since kindergarten. So We've been friends for a while, um, and about in sixth grade, she started to get a bit toxic, and she would do this thing, I remember, where she would be like, this person finds you annoying, this person doesn't like you, but I, I think that you're awesome, I don't think that you're annoying, so it would kind of, and that, like, that really hurt me, instead of saying, like, I don't think you're annoying, she would say, I stood up for you, and I did this, and I did this, and I did this, and she did a lot of other things, like she would um, ghost me when I talked to her for like months at a time, and then she would be like, hey, can we hang out, and kind of expect that I responded immediately to that request, and this was all happening when I was about 11 years old, so I couldn't recognize that this was happening, but luckily my parents could, um, and they kind of told me to distance myself, and I didn't really understand why, but um, I did, and I'm looking back on it, and I'm really glad that I did before. I was hurt, like really, really hurt by her, um, but it's, it's just hard. It is. It's really hard you know, because we care about other people, you know, we generally have, you know, care and concern for people. So we don't want to hurt them in the process. But at the same time, we're being hurt. And we need to figure out how we're going to maintain our health. Right. You know, that, you know, as much as we are going to go out and serve others, that will never stop. We will always have that servant's heart, you know, and I'm speaking about you and I in general. But we must put ourselves first 
you know, we've got to maintain our health first so that we can serve others and be kind to others. So, you know, making that distance, putting that space between you and a toxic friend is extremely important. Right, right. And yeah, I do think that's really important to just kind of keep distance, but still be willing to serve others and help others, but protect yourself in the process. Um, so now I'm going to go over some different facts and things that I learned about while researching about toxic friends. So one thing is that having a toxic friend can make you feel lonely and isolated because of a lack of connection. And you might think when you have a toxic friend, well, we talk all the time, we do this and this, but there's no really true connection, um, which can again make you feel lonely and isolated. Um, the next thing is that if you're in an unhealthy relationship, you may start to blame yourself for their behavior. So if let's say that they get mad at you about something they said and they overreacted and they may just really overreact and done some, something horrible, you may blame yourself for their behavior, like I said before. And the next thing, which is very interesting to me, is that sometimes toxic friends can gaslight your emotions, especially in extreme situations. And I didn't know what gaslighting was, but I learned about it. And it means to manipulate someone into thinking that whatever toxic behavior is happening is all in their mind, that it's not actually happening, um, which is a very scary thing, um, but it happens. And it's something to, that we need to be aware of. Absolutely. And I've experienced uh, all three of those bullet points. Um, so you are spot on with your research. And um, really, for everybody listening today, I think it's going to be really important that you write down those three things. Um, so the pause this, go back, write those down, and then really analyze if you if you can see any of that happening in a friendship. Um, and don't deny it. Don't try to make excuses for for that behavior. You know, if you if you can check one or all of those three items, then there's an issue in the friendship. Right. And I think the scariest part of all of it is that when you when you have a toxic friend, it's so hard to see that they're being toxic. It's so hard to see that it's not a healthy friendship. So it's just I think you just need to talk to somebody if you think there's even a chance that something's wrong um, and just try to space yourself if you I, have a feeling that something's wrong. I agree with you 100%. I think that um, we as humans are naturally wired to care about other people and we are naturally wired um, to take responsibility for things. Um, and I think those natural wires lead us to want to make excuses, you know, for, for the other, you know, for the friend um, who's being toxic and not being kind in the friendship. Um, and it's, and to your point, it is so important that if you think there is anything wrong, even the slightest, littlest, tiniest bit, that you need to go, you need to go speak to someone. You need to go communicate what you're thinking and feeling to um, a trusted 
friend or adult, um, you know, if you're um, a teen, younger, older teen, you know, listening to this, I, my first advice is to always go to a trusted adult because they're able to um, think outside of what you might be thinking, you know, their perspective is so much broader from their life experiences. So I definitely suggest that you go to another adult versus a friend. Um, but if you don't have that person, if your trusted person is a friend your age, you still go, you still go to them and you talk to them. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's very important. So now I'm going to go into some different interview questions, um, just asking Melissa just some different questions about toxic friends. So one, what would you tell yourself, what would you tell your 14-year-old self about toxic friends? Ooh. All right, so this is, this is a hard one, right? Because when we're, when we're 14, we, um, all right, let me back up no matter how old we are, we want to be accepted by others. So <laughs> I will make that clear. It doesn't matter how old you are, you have the desire to be accepted and to be liked by others, right? But what I was getting ready to say before I interrupted myself was when you're 14, you especially want to be accepted and liked by others. That is, you know, at its peak, you know, if you will, those teen years, right? So if I, if I had my 14-year-old self right here, which means I was a freshman in high school, um, I'm drumming up some of those freshmen from high school memories. I, um, and then in response to toxic friends, I would say um, having less friends who, are, who provide healthy friendships are way more important than having more friends filled with, you know, some toxicity, if that makes sense. So, you know, um, it's a, I, I feel like when we're in high school, we think the more the better, right? We, we have more friends, big friend groups, we've got that popular vibe going, right? Like that's kind of on the forefront of the brain. Um, and we often will begin to hang out with people that aren't the best for us. Um, you know, we're thinking more numbers, a quantity here than quality. And um, in reality, it is better to have one solid, one rock solid good friend that is healthy and, um, you know, just fuels your heart, your soul, your spirit. That's way, um, way better than having um, quantity of not so good friends. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think another thing that I think about a lot when I see these girls with a bunch of friends, I have some very like close friends that are just healthy, good friends, but I don't have a bunch of friends. And I think that it's so much better to have a few good friends who you can call at any time and say, I really need to talk, I'm not okay, than to have a bunch, a bunch of friends that wouldn't do that, that might look good in social media posts and might seem just very fun when they need to be, but don't support you when you really need it. And it's so much better to just have a couple good friends who really do support you. A hundred percent. So two is, I feel like the question two is, um, what are some qualities that make a friend toxic? And I feel like that's very important, especially for teens, because I 
don't really know what qualities make a friend toxic. So, well, I do, but I don't know how to recognize it. I didn't know what qualities made a friend toxic. So what qualities do you think make a friend toxic? So I would, I've got my, my master list here ready. <laughs> um, first and foremost, um, dishonesty. You know, if you cannot, and dishonesty is kind of all-encompassing here. Dishonesty is not about literal lie telling. It's about not being who you truly are, not being your genuine self. Um, so putting on kind of a facade or a fake front in order to try and fit in or be liked. Um, so that kind of dishonesty, when you can't truly show up as yourself, even your messy self, you know, um, that that that's the makings for a toxic relationship um, because there's no truth there. Um, you know, the friendship is based off of fake lies, so to speak. Sounds kind of dramatic, but hopefully you get what I'm saying. Um, and then I also think um, jealousy. If there's any kind of jealousy or unhealthy envy in a friendship, that is definitely um, a recipe for a toxic friendship and ghosting. Um, and I mean, ghosting in a unhealthy way. Uh, you know, just complete avoidance from someone, whether it's a phone call, a text, or a message versus via social media, excuse me, um, that's unhealthy. And then gossiping. And I don't necessarily mean gossiping, like if you and I are in a friendship, I don't mean that I'm, there's two kinds of gossip I'm trying to reference, I guess. Let me see if I can get my words out. Um, not just the gossip that I might do behind your back about you, but also maybe the gossip that you and I participate in. So maybe you and I are gossiping about other people. Um, I don't feel like that is a healthy friendship, you know, if, cause technically, if that's what we do when we get together, if all we do is gossip when we get together, then what purpose is that serving? We're going to talk about boundaries in a second, and I think something that makes a friend toxic is if you clearly state your boundaries and they continue to cross them. I think that is um, a really big thing. So if you make a boundary of, I can't talk, I don't know, this is a random one, I can't talk at Saturdays at 5 because that's my family night, and you make that clear, and they continue to call you then, even when you said, I can't talk now. I think that is toxic behavior too. A hundred percent. I I agree with you. Setting boundaries is part of a healthy friendship and then respecting them just makes it even healthier. <laughs> and that leads into our third question. Um, how do you set healthy boundaries with friends? By, by being upfront and honest from day one. And, and that's what I, you know, I've been talking about that in the Genuine Sisters meetings and the Genuine Team meetings. Um, it's, first of all, it's never too late to start setting boundaries. So um, if you're in a friendship, no matter how long, months, weeks, years, um, that wasn't in order. It should have been weeks, months, years. <laughs> no matter how long you've been in a friendship, it's never too late to start. And um, if you're going to start boundaries and you realize that you, you know, you're with this friend that you've been friends with for a couple years now, you start to set boundaries and it's not working. I think that's a really good indication to the healthiness of your friendship. And it might be good time to reevaluate, you know, how you move forward with this friend. But um, from day one, Listen up, girls. When you make a new friend, 
from day one, start with honesty. And, and by that, I mean, communicate, you know, um, you know, tell them when you're available, tell them when you're not available. Um, make sure you let, let this friend know I'm having a bad day. I'm not in a great mood, you know, um, be honest a hundred percent. And, um, this leads me to want to mention, you know, when a friend is trying to make plans or you're trying to make plans and um, maybe you're just not feeling like it, right? Have you ever had that happen where, you know, someone will call you, you know, let's go out tonight, let's go do this, let's do that. And you're just not feeling it. And maybe you'll make up a little lie, like, yeah. oh, like, I can't, you know, I'm doing this, this, that. I completely believe that we should subscribe to the idea of just being honest and saying, you know what? I just don't feel like it tonight. I, I would rather just sit on the couch and watch TV and, and not go out. And um, it's so, I can't even tell you how freeing it is to have that kind of honesty from day one in a friendship and how that, that kind of honesty will help a friendship go much longer. You know, you can go the distance when you have that. And along with that frame thing, about a couple weeks ago, um, I was just tired. If you know me, I'm just very quiet. A lot of people come to me for advice. Um, it's, it's just my personality. It's just the kind of feeling that I give off. Um, of You've got she, good advice, Ariana. Yeah. <laughs> um, she gives advice. I can always talk to her, and that's a good thing. That's one of my gifts, and I'm proud of it. Um, but on the other hand, I can also be people-pleasing, and I can also put people before myself and never put myself first. Um, and so a few weeks ago, all of my friends kind of bombarded me with these things, and I had just kind of dropped everything that I was doing and, like, talked to them and worked through all this stuff with them. And it got to the point where I was like, I was just so exhausted. Like I was mentally exhausted taking care of everybody's stuff. And I realized that I needed to set the boundary of either like, you need to ask me if I can talk about something before you just talk to me about it. Or even just saying, I can't talk right now. When's another time that I can? Um, but I've been trying to do a lot better with just communicating that I'm not always able to talk and give advice. Um, so that's been a hard journey and I'm still working on it. Yeah, but what an amazing thing to be so self-aware. Um, you know, self-awareness is so crucial in relationships when we can understand what our capacity is you know and how much fuel we have how much we have to give um that's something that sets up for successful friendships as well and so um you know while you're on this journey i can already tell that you will find success because of that self-awareness thank you um okay. so the next one is something that I struggle with all the time. Um, but how do you let go of and eventually forgive an ex-friend who is toxic? Ooh. All right. So um, 
Wow. All right. I'm going to get a little deep here. So um, something that I have learned along the journey of friendships is that it is important for me to make sure that I don't have any kind of dependency on my friendships. And by dependency, I mean that if I didn't have this one particular friendship, would I still be happy with myself, with my life? Would I still um, have in, find enjoyment through other things like, you know, the activities that I enjoy doing, whether it's sports or hobbies, whatnot, right? Um, that dependency or not having that dependency is what makes it easy to let go of any kind of friendship. Um, yeah. Even healthy friendships, because, you know, even healthy friendships can come to an end just because seasons of life, um, you know, moving around from city to city, state to state, you know, things like that, um, you know, going from high school or from middle school to high school and not being in the same school or high school to college and not being in the same school, right? So healthy friendships could find an end um, or, you know, be distanced for those reasons. So by not being dependent or reliant on that friendship to fulfill me, it is much easier to be able to part ways. The fact that it's a toxic friend should be like an added help there, you know, like, okay, well, it should be a little bit easier now because it is toxic and it was destroying me. Um, but in a healthy relationship, I think it's important to even point that out. You know, um, my friends, um, you know, there's a saying like, oh, you complete me, right? Um, I wanna be complete before you come to me. Um, I want to be able to stand on my own. I want to be able to make myself happy on my own, enjoy life on my own. Um, and, and just, and also my faith, gosh, my faith. Oh, it's so important in this because I truly believe that um, to every friendship, toxic or healthy, God puts it there for a reason. It's for us to learn and grow and enjoy and laugh. And, you know, it's for all of the reasons, good and bad. Mm -hmm. um, and so knowing that, um, that he is creating every moment of my life and has created it so perfectly, it's, it's so much easier to go, all right, it has come to an end. It's Time to move to the next, the next part of this journey of my life, you know? Right. And something that I tell myself is I had this friend who was toxic and I tried to let go and I was dwelling, like I was dwelling on this thing. And eventually, I think my mom told me and I eventually had to tell myself, me crying over this friend, me just dwelling and dwelling is not hurting anybody else but me. And why would I, why would I hurt myself? So that was the first thing that I kind of had to tell myself to let go of her. Great advice, such great advice. And, and that's kind of something like you put that, you put that little thought process in like your toolkit. You know, we've got our little life toolkit, our, our imaginary toolkit, and that little piece of advice needs to get stuck in there so that when you, when you come across a situation again, you can pull it out and remind yourself, okay, who is this serving, you know, this sadness, who is it serving, who is it hurting, and so on. Yeah, yeah. And number five, 
why do you think that we feel the need to continue being friends with someone even when they're toxic? Well, it, this is kind of a full, a full circle question here to things that we've been mentioning. You know, we feel the need because we care about people. Mm -hmm. um, for some of us who are helpers, who like to serve, or for those of us who are fixers, we like to fix, it's often hard for us to let go because we think that we can help them. You know, we think that we can be the change that they need. We can be the inspiration that they need to be better. And, um, and while sometimes that might be true, we can most definitely help people. Um, you know, we have to be able to recognize when the problems are much deeper than what we're able to tackle and, you know, and be able to kind of tap out and be like, all right, this is more than I can take on, or I'm not skilled, or I don't have enough wisdom or advice or knowledge, right? Um, so our need to fix, take care of, um, our general desire to be kind and um, to be accepted, those, we have these fears, right? We have fears of, of um, not living up to the kind of person that we would like to be in other people's lives. Um, and then also um, on the flip side, because those were kind of like the good human-y reasons for hanging on to toxic friendships. Um, sometimes I think it's hard to let go of a toxic friendship because you feel like there's nothing else. And you might be struggling with your own self-esteem and lack of confidence and um in some weird way this toxic friendship is still fueling you and still making you feel like you're accepted and you have someone um so yeah unfortunately that's the other side yeah and it's very sad to think that people struggle with that because i'm so so lucky to have grown up with a family who loves me and um just friends that were just put in my life that are such good friends. And I know that it's so hard for some people who aren't as lucky as I was or my friends were, and that think that this, that a toxic friend is the, like their only place of acceptance and just, I don't know the other word that I'm trying to use, but like, you're well, bringing up a really, really good point about this because um, oftentimes the love that the love or the lack of love that we receive from home plays in to how our friendships are formed and what friends that we gravitate towards and the friends we keep, even when they're toxic, right? Because we've had lack of love at home, lack of love from our parents and our family members. We try to seek it from other people. And that's how we can snowball into just bad friendships. Right. Yeah. So just three more questions. Um, okay. One is something that I have struggled with about, kind of about the letting go, but I have struggled with almost my whole life. How do you draw the line between forgiveness and grace and protecting yourself? Ooh, forgiveness, grace, and protecting yourself. Forgiveness and grace are kind of in the same I know. category. Go hand in hand. Um, so... I don't know about drawing the line, so to speak. Um, I definitely think that um, 
one of the things that we must do is give forgiveness. Um, and I'm going to reference my faith again here, but you know, when I, um, and I just had this recently happen a few months ago where I had a friend who, um, lashed out to me on, um, via messaging and was not happy with me, um, but did not give me a chance to speak, um, on what she was not happy about. And, uh, we have been friends since fifth grade and I'm 40 years old. <laughs> and so this was a long friendship that I had. And um, I had to sit back and protect myself because um, I was being blamed and accused of something that I did not do. Um, but then I had to also um, forgive and and come to peace with the fact that she was clearly um fueled and fired up about a certain subject and had um whatever her personal experience was with that she um was lashing out on me because of that and um and i had to just be kind be empathetic to understand that she's clearly going through something and while she's not giving me any chance to talk or speak because I offered a phone conversation a FaceTime you know like let's get off the messaging and let's look at each other and talk through this like what is going on here um because she wasn't giving me that I just had to be kind and I just had to say listen you know I'm I'm sorry that um, this has come between us right now. I wish you would give me the opportunity to talk about this. I'd love to know more about what you're experiencing and what you're going through. Um, cause I care about you. And I just said, you know, and she wasn't responding. And so I sent one final message. I said, listen, you always have a place in my life. My phone is turned on. If you want to call me, um, I'm always here for you. And, and that was the end of it. Um, so I think that you can, you can have both or all three forgiveness piece and protecting yourself. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. And another thing is kind of what you were saying, separating yourself and your worth from their actions. Somebody saying something mean to you probably reflects more on what they're going through than who you actually are as a person. So I think that's a very important thing to remember. Oh, we always remember that. I mean, even when I self-reflect, when I find myself fired up about something, fueled by something, and I feel the anger and the hate surfacing, um, I, I can easily sit down and tell you right now that nine times out of 10, it, is, it has nothing to do with maybe the other person, but more deeply about something else that's rooted inside me about an experience I had or something else. Like uh, all that self-awareness is so important, and, but it does, it comes back to um, what they're going through and not so much about you. Yeah. So this next one is just interesting to me. Um, what do you do when you realize that you're being or have been a toxic friend to somebody? Oh, when you've been a toxic friend to somebody. All right. Well, can I just speak maybe on the experience I had with that? Because um, I, maybe toxic is kind of harsh. I mean, I don't want to say that I was perfect, but I was not a good friend. And that's the experience that I want to maybe speak about. Um, 
I um, had a friend who uh, was such a good friend to me. And I, at the time, had just got a new boyfriend. And I was way more into my boyfriend than I was into our, my friendship with this girl. And I was... I was very unfair. Um, I got so caught up in liking this new boy and wanting to see him and spend time with him that um, I was not there for her during some really important moments in her life. And um, even when I was physically there, I wasn't even mentally there because all I cared about was this cute little boy um, that I started dating. And um, many years later, I had come to that realization that I was not a good friend. Um, and I apologized. Uh, this was many years later, by the way. So don't ever think that too much time has passed to apologize or make amends or anything um, because you can't. I, we, we met up one day and I told her, I said, hey, listen, I think I was pretty cruddy friend, you know, back when. And, um, and I said, I was sorry. And I told her, you know, how I came to this realization, um, and that I wanted to do better. And we're still friends today. And honest, and that honesty, um, really actually made us closer. Mm, yeah. And I think it's sometimes hard because I was a few years ago, I won't go into it, but I struggled a lot mentally mm -hmm. um and it was it was it was really bad um I didn't have I was so focused on getting through the day that even if I was being not particularly nice to someone or not giving somebody the energy and thought that I needed to I couldn't like I couldn't deal with it right then and so I have called a few of my friends once I was in a better place and said, hey, I may have treated you like this before. I'm so sorry. Um, and I think that, that that can happen a lot where you're just not in a good place and you're just not a good friend to somebody. I agree with you. Um, and I'm, I'm really glad to hear that you were able to do that when you were in a better place. Um, it's never too late to apologize. It's never too late to explain yourself, even if it's not received. I mean, you know, this could have gone another way where you could have, you know, apologized and explained your situation and, you know, they were just kind of like, sorry, too late. And that might happen. Mm -hmm. um, but again, if you are, as long as you're not dependent on their response for your fulfillment, then you'll still be at peace and you'll be able to walk away, you know, no matter what it is they say. Um, it's, it's never, it's never too late to, to apologize. Never. Yeah. So, um, the final question, which we've touched on a bit, but okay. what do you think God would say to us about toxic friends? Hmm. Wow. Okay. So I have this like immediate visual. I'm such a visual person too. Um, so I just, I, I picture this meeting with God and I picture it as, um, I hope it's okay. I'm visualizing this. I pictured like lots of arms around, like almost like, um, several people, you and me, and there's other people around and, 
we have arms around, he's got harm, arms around us. And the message is um, love each other, yeah. be kind, be understanding, um, show empathy, show tolerance. Um, don't lose sight of your character, of your, of your core values and your morals. Um, be strong. Um, I can see him saying, get rest, make sure you're rested so that you, um, so that you can be there for that person, but also so that you have the energy to walk away when needed. Mm. Yeah. I think that that is so important to just kind of hear sometimes what God is speaking through us about certain things like toxic friends and whenever you're talking I just it's it feels kind of I guess the word to describe it as like warmth like safe mm -hmm. um knowing that you're always going to be loved no matter if you've been a toxic friend if you have a toxic friend um I think that's just very important to know and to hear for some people well for all people um, yeah absolutely God listen God has created all of us in his image and you know and he wants he wants the best for us and he knows that we're going to make mistakes right it's yeah. gonna happen we're gonna mess up that's okay we're still loved we still have the room to recover and to apologize and to make amends and to move forward and there's oh listen the sun comes up every morning right it's always a new start. Whatever happened yesterday, you can change it today. Um, it's it's the, it's just true, right? Yeah, that's you were you worded that beautifully. So that was awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so now to close everything up, is there any other advice that you would like to touch on um, about toxic friends before we go ahead and end and things? Well, um. I think the one thing that we we didn't touch on that I'd like to just quickly mention is um, the comparison factor that can come in friendships um, because as humans, we naturally compare ourselves to each other. Um, even people we don't know, we find ourselves in the comparison trap, mm -hmm. trying to measure up and um, we're always striving to be the best we can be. And when we see someone else having successes or attention and things like that, um, we can, um, that can trigger some not so great thoughts or behaviors that can be toxic in friendships and in relationships. So my piece of advice is um, to really take a step back. All of us girls need to step back on a daily basis. I mean, this is something we need to wake up and do every morning when we look in the mirror, like we're brushing our teeth, we're over the sink, we got the mirror in front of us and we need to look in that mirror, um, toothbrush and all if necessary, and just Thank God for the life that we've been given, for the way that he has created us, for every unique piece of hair, every 
bone in our body, every facial, facial feature, physical feature, um, for the personality that we have been given, the, the um, talents and everything, all of the traits that we are blessed to have that are unique to us, we need to purposefully look in the mirror and say, thank you. Thank you for creating me um, exactly how you thought I should be created. It's beautiful. It is perfect in its own way. And um, let that message start our days off so that when we are in face-to-face um, -face or screen-to-screen -screen with a person, a friend, a family member, that we can be so grateful for who we are that we can then accept them for who they are, be grateful for who they are and the unique uniqueness they bring to our lives and our world. And I believe that that, um, that practice can really help disintegrate the comparison feature that can um, that can lead to toxicity in friendships. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. This was a great conversation. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Wisdom for the Journey. You can find all episodes of Wisdom for the Journey on Spotify and YouTube. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at Wisdom for the Journey.